This A's Cast download is brought to you by Link Soul. Check out their spring collection. Go to linksoul.com and by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep. Go to nestbedding.com. It's time to go inside the front office of the Athletics with the general manager of the A's, David Forst. Here now is the David Forst Show with Chris Townsend. Well, we we always talk about we want to bring the smartest people in baseball on A's Cast Live. We welcome Dr. David Forrest back to the program. <laughs> Doctor, how are you? You need, to re- you need to reach higher if that's what you're looking for. All right, so this is – Cody has just informed us that he and his buddies during the All-Star break are doing a guy's trip. This is not wives, kids. This is guy's trip okay. to Seattle. During, beautiful city. During the All-Star game, All-Star break, but they're not going to the game. A guy's trip to Seattle in the summer. What's the problem? Where it's rainy and There's overcast. Golf and, and sailing and. Will you be playing sailing? I, I'm the only one that doesn't golf, so I will not be <laughs> golfing. So somebody's talking about going hiking. Yeah, my, my friend's brother's like, hey, we're going to get up at like 5 a.m. and go hiking. I'm like, are you out of your mind? It sounds fantastic. I'd love to take a four day guy's trip to Seattle in the middle of the season. But maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm thinking Beach, Huntington Beach, San Diego. They went to San Diego last year. Okay. But now they're going to... Are these the questions I was brought here to answer, Chris? (laughs) (laughs) You want the truth? You want... All right. What's up? All right. Here we go. Yeah. So the first two months, we get to Memorial Day. It's the checkpoint, right? Great. Now we spend the next two months trying to figure out where to go from there. Yeah. Do you subscribe to that? Yeah. I've always believed that. Yeah. I I mean, I think as long as I've been here, we've said, first two months, what do you got? Next two months, do what you can. Last two months, sit back and watch. So for these next two months, what do you think you're looking at for this roster? How do you see it? Well, this is not a typical year, obviously. We've, we've already tinkered quite a bit. I mean, we've, made, we've made moves in the bullpen. We've brought guys up. We you know, obviously designated Aggie the other day. So it's not necessarily a typical year where I would say we haven't done anything to this point. Um, you know, we're always looking to get healthier. I know Freddie Tarnock and Kirby Sneed were out here earlier today yeah. throwing to hitters, so that's a good sign. Um, I, I think we're going to continue to try and, you know, bring in productive productive players, whether that's from the outside, whether that's moving guys up from AAA. I mean, Jonah Bride had a fantastic month of May uh, in AAA, deserved a promotion, came up here and got two knocks last night. Like, those are the signs of progress we want to keep seeing. How important is it when you have a guy that's hot? Like Jonah Bride was four for four the day before. Yeah. When you brought him up last night, his first two at bats, two hits. So he's six for his last six. If a guy's hot, how important is it? Get the guy hot who's here and let him play right away. Yeah, I don't know that he necessarily has to have four hits like the preceding night. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's. I think it's really important from a confidence standpoint for a guy to be swinging the bat well or throwing the ball well. I think – Hogan Harris will tell you that when we brought him here the first time, he wasn't pitching all that well in AAA. We brought him here because we needed a long guy. We were sort of short in the bullpen, but he wasn't throwing the ball that well. He just was on the roster, and he'll tell you he went into that first game without a hell of a lot of confidence. When we brought him up last weekend, he's coming off three really good starts and felt good about the way he was throwing the baseball. So I think it makes a lot of difference. So when you start thinking about the young players, at some point they will be here. We know the yeah. certain guys they're going to – as I like to say, force everybody's hand and get their way here. With with the way the season, does the record, the way the season going, 
dictate that at all, whether you're going to bring somebody up or not. I mean, it has to. I'd be, I'd be lying if I said how this team was playing didn't affect the decisions we made as far as bringing players up and down. Because there are, there are years, obviously, where, you know, every single win is critical and that has to drive your decisions. There are years where every single win is not as, you know, as sort of desperate a situation. So you have a little more flexibility in what you do. And you got some good guys in double A. How, could we finally see? We haven't seen in a while a guy. Could we see a guy from Double A? Because there's some names down yeah, there. Yeah, we've talked about it. I know what you're going to ask. This guy comes straight here from the yeah. big leagues. It. I can't think of anyone since like Danny Putnam. But maybe there's someone more recent than that. It's came, been a long time. Came straight from Double A. Yeah, we've definitely talked about it. And and the guys who are performing there, you know, there's been a lot of talk about Brett Harris. Lawrence Butler's doing great. Denzel got off to a really good start. Del Hernandez is hitting 350. So we've definitely talked about it, partly because of, uh, you know, the environment in Vegas has made it very difficult for guys to make the adjustments. And, and obviously the way the ball flies there, what you can get away with uh, as a hitter doesn't always translate here. Um, so that's part of the reason, but also because there's a lot of guys performing really well there. How tough is it when you put a group together like this group, veteran guys, as you mentioned, Aggie was DFA'd, and we could see more of that. Yes. I mean, these are... You had a plan. Let's just say the plan hasn't worked that you had that that you thought you're going to start the season That's with. That's fair, right? Their guys get hurt. I thought. <laughs> I mean, Blackburn looked great yesterday, but you thought Blackburn would be here at the start. Right. You thought Rosinski would be here at the start, but he had a bad hamstring. So, like, how tough is that now when you really start? Because you're affecting. I mean, you're greatly affecting people's lives and careers. It's a tough situation. Yeah, I mean, but that's what we do. Like, you, we put the team together, and then you have a plan B and a plan C, and. Not all of them work out. Occasionally you get to plan H um, because you just have to sort of scramble and make moves on the fly. I mean, Lucas Erceg was not on our radar a month ago. Like, I didn't know we'd need a, a bullpen arm and then sort of came available, and, and I'm glad we went out and grabbed him. He pitched great last night, and, you know, he's going to have ups and downs, but he looks like a really solid Major League bullpen piece. Uh, Love Lady the same way. Like, you have, to, you have to have plans, and then you have to adjust, and that's just part of the game. Some years it goes better than others. Yeah, and, and, it, and so much of it, you know, because you don't really have to worry about I, I'm letting a guy go and he's got $50 million left on his contract. You're not dealing with that situation. But you do have some veteran guys you're going to have to make some decisions yeah, on. Yeah, and it's never easy. I mean, Cots, Cots will tell you that the better days are when you don't have to send anybody out or you don't have to make those decisions. It's the least favorite part of what he does. I know that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, those are – you have you are responsible to the 26 guys in the clubhouse, the guys in the coaches' room, the manager. Like there are times when you have to have difficult conversations, and and you know Aggie's one of those. When you start thinking about certain players, I think about Ruiz in center, and now you know we love Noda. We talk about him a lot. We've liked him since spring training. We were getting him on the program today. How much is a guy like Noda playing where he's got to play every single – to me it seems like he needs to play every single day. He's proven yeah. at least giving him the chance and the right. How much does that affect the way you do your decisions with the lineup and overall the roster? Yeah, I mean, that was obviously a factor in in uh, the decision to designate Jesus. I mean, Noda's proven over the first two months, like you said, that he should be in there as much as possible. He's not going to play against every lefty because there are days to match up. Um, but that's a case of a plan that went right. We took him in the Rule 5 draft because we thought he could do this. So far, you know, so far he's lived up to our expectations. And, yes, that affects the other guys on the roster. You know, Aggie was going to get more first base time. That's not in the cards right now. 
So when you look going forward here and start talking about some of the veteran guys and trades, because trades are trades just don't happen overnight, right? right? These are these are phone calls that you've had and said, hey, maybe I'll be looking for this. You're looking for that. There's a lot that goes into trade. People, I think a lot of people think that you just call somebody up out of the blue and go, hey, Milwaukee, let's do this. So <laughs> how much have you been talking about some of your veteran players that, that potentially could be moving on and help somebody else. Yeah, I mean, it's about that time. You keep mentioning these phone calls. I can just text people, right? Yeah, that's, that's right. That's what we're doing. Well, yeah, I know you got a you got a phone <laughs> with a cord, and you gotta you gotta do the I can a, just a rotary text. phone. Look it up, kids. Um, yeah, I mean, those conversations are starting. I mean, we've talked for a couple of years now how the draft and the timing of it sort of affects that process. And, you know, a lot of guys are heading out this weekend to see the regionals, continue to scout. Then there's the combine uh, in Arizona coming up in a few weeks, and then your draft meeting. So you got to sort of work through all that to have those conversations. Luckily, you can text. It takes me about 30 seconds to shoot something off and say, hey, Leon, let me know what you're looking for. You know, I don't know where we're going to be come mid-July as far as this team is is uh, is concerned and, and who's going to be available, what, what we're going to be looking for, but you got to start having those conversations now. It would be funny watching you walk up. Where's the cordless phone? <laughs> where, where's my cordless phone like we used to? Um, I think of somebody like Seth Brown. I know how much he means to the organization, and I know there's going to be people, and I hear it on my show all the time where people say, you got to trade this guy. You can't trade everybody because I believe, and I want to get your opinion on it, that you need a veteran guy still to be here with the kids. Yeah. Somebody's got to be the adult in the room, as they like to say. Yeah. And, and I know you don't want to comment on all the players, but let's just say from a pitching standpoint and a, and a position player standpoint, how important is it to have at least a veteran there to help lead the guys? I mean, I think we're, like, living proof that you need those guys. Like, this team that started the year with five rookies – in the rotation, I mean, how much more stable did we look just yesterday with Paul Blackburn starting the game? Yeah. I mean, it made a huge difference in optics and, and obviously in results, too. Uh, so I don't think there's any doubt that you need you need that experience, whether it's not only the clubhouse, you need it on the field. You need guys who've been here before and done it before. So, yeah, you can't just trade everybody. And, look, we want to get to the point where we're keeping guys. That's the whole point of doing I this. I do think you're close, though. I think you do have some young players. Yeah, we talk about Noda and Ruiz, look, and I like Bladea. I think I appreciate your enthusiasm, and and I know we we see it on TV every. I gotta night. sell it every day. <laughs> I, I love it. No, and 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 yeah, and no no one appreciates it like you do. But yeah, we ha we need more. We need more players. Yeah. We need more of these guys to step up and you know kind of do what we think they're capable of. Well, to me, it's like it, 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 we've seen like what you guys did in twelve. Some of it maybe 18, 19, where you get a lot of different players from a lot of different places. But you always, like, don't you always strive for a group and to grow a group? For sure. And do you feel like you have those seeds, like you you water those seeds, they grow, have a group grow together? Do you feel with what we've seen, what we're hearing about in Vegas, what we're hearing about in Midland, that you may have that group to grow around? I, I hope so. Yeah, I really do. I mean, 12 and 18 are, are fun years to think about, but they're also stressful because you don't quite know what you have yet. I, I prefer 13, 14, and 19, 20 because th then we really knew the group we had and we added to it and we sort of complemented those guys. I mean, that's where you want to be. Like 12 and 18 kind of happened because everything went right and then we could build on it. You, you obviously need those years to happen before you can start some like consistent success. But yeah, that's, you know, 
if we're on the sort of doorstep of that, we all want it to come quicker. You mentioned the regionals coming around. Brad Sanfilippo, the head coach of my San Jose State wow. Spartans, won the Mountain West. San Jose State. Uh, going to be taking on Stanford yeah. on Friday. And congratulations, Santa Clara, as they won the WCC. It's so fascinating that the only regional out west is Stanford. They're all in the southeast. Think about yeah. in your time. I mean, back when I was playing, I'm a little older than you, everything was out west. Yeah. Now everything's in the southeast. Is it just crazy the way amateur baseball has I changed? I mean, college baseball has gone that way now for a decade. I mean, the SEC is dominating the, the programs, you know, in the ACC and out east. You look at the facilities they have and everything, it's, it's not a surprise. I mean, it's great that Stanford still can host a regional, keep something out here. And, you know, I don't want to take away from Oregon State and some of the other schools, but Stanford's sort of been the one, and everyone else has to go travel. And – I got to think, watching these players, you like to see them in this environment before you draft them. Yeah, I mean, you want—I mean, high school guys you want to see in the showcases, college guys you want to see against the best and sort of high pressure. We saw conference tournaments last week. We'll see regionals this week. All right, it's going to be a fun summer. Thank you for stopping by. We'll talk soon. All right, I'll see you. David Force, the general manager of your Oakland Athletics. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.